0: Welcome to Only Yesterday. My name is Tony, and today we're going to be talking about antisocial personality disorder. I just wanted to say it off the rip. You know what I mean? Um, we're actually going to be getting into some of the uh, mis- misconceptions as well. You know, some of the uh, some of the symptoms, and really, I'm sure at least some of us know one person who might be uh, who might be exhibiting some of these features here. So, sources for today are high functioning sociopath or Antisocial Personality Disorder from Healthline.com. We've got Antisocial Personality Disorder from ClevelandClinic.org. We've got the DSM-5, the the American Psychiatric Association. Psychopathy versus Sociopathy. um, Why the Distinction Has Become Crucial by Jack Pement, published by the University of Mississippi. So, um whenever we think of uh, antisocial personality disorder, right, we think of people, we're like, oh, man, I must have antisocial personality disorder because I don't like people, bro. I don't really fuck with people, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I still, you know, I I do what I need to do, you know, take care of what needs to be taken care of. But, you know, I just don't really like people um, for whatever reason that they have uh, disagree with or just outright don't like people. Or it might just be certain people that they don't like. Um, But we're going to be getting into more of the... uh, more of the distinction of the antisocial personality disorder versus generally not liking people. So antisocial personality disorder um, is sometimes referred to as sociopathy, um, and it belongs to a class of disorders referred to as personality disorders, uh, cluster B more specifically. Um, We talked a little bit about cluster A in some of our earlier episodes of Only Yesterday. Uh, Check them out. Um, But the personality disorders in cluster B Um, include borderline narcissistic and histrionic personality disorders. Um, and again, there's more, um, is so antisocial personality disorder is defined as a pervasive pattern of disregard and violation of the rights of others. The individual is at least 18 years of age with evidence of conduct disorder onset before the age of 15 and continues into adulthood. So another uh, stipulation of being diagnosed with a disorder. Um, the occurrence of the antisocial behavior is not exclusively during the course of schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. And three or more of the following behaviors must be present. Um, one is failure to adjust to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors, as indicated by repeatedly performing acts that are grounds for arrest. Um, consistent deceitfulness. Consistent deceitfulness as indicated by repeated lying, use of aliases, or conning others for personal profit or pleasure, Um, impulsivity or failure to plan ahead, reckless disregard for the safety of self or others, lack of remorse, as indicated by being indifferent to or rationalizing, having hurt or mistreated or stolen from somebody else. Um, There's irritability and aggressiveness, as indicated by repeated physical fights or assaults. And so I am absolutely certain that as we just went through the definitions, you know, like more some of the symptoms here, someone popped up in your head. I don't know who it is, um, but that means that all of us may share some connections, either an active connection or a severed connection to people who may be experiencing something like this, Um, be it a person you know and care for or someone like a serial killer. Right, because there's a there's many serial killers who exhibit symptoms of antisocial personality disorder. Um, roughly one in four percent of people in the U.S. are affected by antisocial personality disorder. So it's not particularly common. Um, however, it's it's still roughly available. Right, like it's still it's frequent enough that you might not have too many people like this in your life. And so it's also it's it's worth noting that many type of Many types of impairments allow for individuals who are high-functioning or low-functioning or even somewhere in the middle, like, like most times, somewhere in the middle. Um, so with antisocial personality disorder, some of the characteristics of those who are high-functioning include calculating behaviors, um, essentially being determined in their efforts of manipulation. Uh, they have charm despite generally not enjoying being around people, people who are high functioning, uh, with antisocial personality disorder, um, display outstanding social skills. They're very intelligent. Um, they can be quite defensive and quick to anger if they don't have someone else's approval. And again, have a very high level of intelligence. Um, some risk factors for developing antisocial personality disorder, right? Um, There's a a few, Uh, so it isn't exactly clear why some people develop antisocial personality disorder, um, but some risk factors include a family history of, I'm just going to refer to it as ASPD at this point, because it's kind of a mouthful. Um, So a family history of ASPD might increase the risk for it or other types of mental illnesses. Um, Childhood conduct disorders may be a sign of a budding personality disorder, like sociopathy. Childhood trauma, like abuse or neglect, increases the risk for this type of disorder, um, as well as enduring a turbulent and unstable childhood. Um, there's also a traumatic brain injury. That's also that's a terrible way to like you know to be introduced to this type of behavior. But I mean, there's there's many cases. Honestly, like as I was uh, as I was researching for this episode, i, f- I found a lot of people. Um, there was this one guy who, I I can't even, I can't remember his name. His name isn't coming to me right now. But, uh, he had, prior to his car accident, he was, you know, well-meaning guy. He was sweet, kind, you know, caring, generous, all this type of stuff. Um, and then following his car accident, when he had, you know, he had suffered a traumatic brain injury, he became aggressive and violent. And I believe he... Became a serial killer, where he he would stalk uh, sex workers and you know do you know do the you know the, the the transaction, um and then following the transaction he would just he would murder them you know what I mean he would kill the shit out of them he would be like hella hella aggressive with it you know what I mean and uh, and that's that's not good you know you shouldn't be doing that to people and I think that sucks for the lady of course um in an... And many other women who suffered, you know, a relatively similar fate at the hands of this dude. Um, And I also think it's unfortunate for him who had, you know, all these, had his life essentially flip after this car accident. Um, So another example of, you know, an unstable childhood that I've seen at work, or rather one of the kids at work that I saw. um, He was brought to the, to my place of work. You know, they did the intake and they saw that he was you know, in and out of consciousness, uh, in and out of response as well. And so they had figured, you know, he's either suffering from some, you know, some sort of psychological, you know, disability or he's high on some sort of drug. And he was telling the officers that, you know, he's not taking anything, um, allegedly. But as he's interacting with some of the other kids, like you can see he's, his eyes are, you know, Heavily, heavily bloodshot, but it's more of the, uh, the, I want to say gaze, but not necessarily like a gaze. It's more like a, like a distant look whenever he would, you know, interact with you. Um, and so he, he was kind of like sluggish a little bit, but he was also kind of like really hype. Like it was weird. It was, it was weird to see. Um, and he grabbed a pool stick and uh, you know, the kids were over there playing pool and when it was his turn, he'd grabbed the pool stick and he had swung the pool stick and just stopped short of hitting one of the other kids in the face. And uh, we're like, hey, uh, don't fucking, like, don't do that. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, please, we're the, the goal of being here is to make sure that everyone gets home safely, right? As well as getting whatever, you know, help and services you know coping skills coping straps um things like this so can we just please not do that um and so he's like yeah whatever um he ends up man and honestly honestly this was a this was a whole damn day and so i know that he definitely had like a conduct disorder of some sort but i mean just going uh Getting to the more uh, crucial parts, right? Like he, after we removed him from one building and sent him to another one, you know, for everyone's safety, um, he, he laid on the couch, um, he laid on a couch and just passed out. So around, I think it was like, allegedly around like midnight or, you know, something like this, mom comes and he is just hyper aggressive towards mom as well. And it's, it's unfortunate to see these types of things happen, right? Like, of course, this, this kid who's like super aggressive, you know what I mean? Like pretty, uh, pretty down bad. He's struggling too, right? Like, even though he's being, even though he's being disruptive, even though he's being, you know, aggressive or whatnot, like he's also struggling through whatever it is that he's going through in his life. And so... I think it's, it's crucial that when we have, you know, we, we have people in our care who are exhibiting these types of features. Like I think it's really important to address it early. Um, so then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't spiral into something as dangerous. And again, if, if it's a traumatic brain injury that just happened to have occurred, then, you know, there's other ways to attempt to manage that, but, uh, we're going to, get into a little bit more of treatment later and um there's there's not really a cure for it but we're, but we're gonna talk about some stuff so <clears throat> here we go uh the next thing I wanted to discuss here was uh the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath right because people think about that all the time like yo what's the difference between you know what, what's the difference between them and so there are very few differences between both the physiology of the brain and the social behaviors when referencing a psychopath versus a sociopath. So few that many psychologists will not diagnose someone as being either. Um, even in the DSM-5 or even in the, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, the uh, basically the big book on mental disorders or psychological disorders or, you know they do not uh, have a diagnosis of sociopathy or sociopath. All these behaviors are labeled under antisocial personality disorder. Therefore, the term antisocial personality disorder is used. Um, According to Robert Hare, a psychologist who created the widely used psychopathy checklist, um, people with sociopathy may have little empathy and a habit of rationalizing their actions but they do know the difference between right and wrong. While psychopathy involves no sense of morality or empathy, quote unquote. So examples of some more uh, well-known psychopaths include Ted Bundy, Albert Fish, uh, Richard Ramirez, right? Like we can, we can, who else? Freaking. Uh, John Wayne Gacy, right? Uh, who else? I know I know like someone right now is screaming at me that one person, Charles Manson, right? Uh, who else? Like I, I I can hear you just like, yo, what about that person? Hey, I mean, and if you if you made it this far in the episode, hey, go ahead and leave in the comments who I forgot about. I'd appreciate it. Um and another example of someone who's possibly suffering from antisocial personality disorder, um, is that one person inside or that they recently moved outside of your friend group who is always with the foolishness. Like, you know what I mean? Just always on that on that shit, bro. Ain't never trying to like have a peaceful day ever. So it might be them. It might not. I don't know. I'm not a freaking I, I can't give you a diagnosis, but I can tell you to at least, you know, like check up on your friends, like your support group. Make sure, you know, make sure they doing good. Make so that you can make sure you doing good. Um so So what can we do, right? Um, Unfortunately, and as mentioned before, there are no medicines specifically approved by the FDA to treat antisocial personality disorder. Um, So doctors may prescribe medicines for the conditions or the symptoms that co-occur with it, um, such as depression or symptoms of aggression or dealing with, you know, the anxiety. Um, So at the very least, uh, we can... The doctors won't be able to prescribe you something to get rid of the antisocial personality disorder like altogether, but they'll at least be able to help with the symptoms. Um, so if you are struggling with it, um, please, if you can definitely go to therapy, like as someone who struggles with thoughts, um, struggles with, you know, certain type of wild ass outlandish thoughts, um, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in the brain of someone who's suffering with this. Right. So I cannot recommend, I cannot recommend therapy enough. I mean, and again, please have a good therapist. Like if you are a therapist, please be a good therapist, like be able to, you know, discuss these types of things, be able to connect with your, you know, your clients because they're going through shit. You know what I mean? So what else we can do? Um, we can be observant and watch for the cues that may lead to a harmful scenario, um, something that may be potentially dangerous down the line or something that may be particularly dangerous now. Like we need to be on the lookout for those types of things and conveying to those who we care for or really just those who are maybe just someone at work um, if they're suffering from this, right? Like being able to, you know, mitigate damage that may be happening in the near future. So if you're not suffering from this, um, be mindful, um, being mindful when making deals with people with who are suffering from ASPD, because you, you might, uh, be in a little bit more than you had bargained for. So just keep that in mind. So you can either end or find ways to mend the relationship if necessary, And I think this one is also important that if someone is suffering from antisocial personality disorder and you find that their lives are constantly chaotic and they're making your life constantly chaotic, um, I think it's important to address that with the person to say, okay, so what can we do to move forward from here? Um, And again, this is, potentially making a deal with someone who's, who has antisocial personality disorder. But um, if it means being able to find peace if you guys have to share the same space, then I think it would be, you know, I think it would be a relatively good idea to find some way to do that. And if not, being comfortable with saying, okay, well, respectfully, I can't have you in my life anymore. Like, I just need you to go do whatever you're going to do. And I'm going to do what I need to do because us being together is not, it's not beneficial for anyone really. So I'm just going to do my own thing. You know, I care for you as a person. Hopefully everything goes good with you, but I just can't fuck with you like ever. I just can't do it. So I think that's also important because our peace of mind is, is priceless, right? Being able to say like, okay, well, at the end of the day, I don't have to worry about, you know, this particular maddening thing that's going to be happening tomorrow. I mean, and granted, if you care for that person, you know, you might still be a little bit, you know, concerned, but like, but as long as you are able to, you know, maintain, as long as you're able to get done what you need to do and still, you know, have some sort of semblance like have some sort of balance within the mind it's great so if you or anyone you know are struggling with antisocial personality disorder or any of the symptoms related to it please seek help please reach out please be there for one another this world is wild this world is crazy but we're trying and i think that should be i think that should be worth something um Thank you all for listening. Catch y'all on the flip. Bye. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.